Well, next on Track Talk, he is the announcer at Marysville Raceway, and he's here to tell us about all the goings-on in 2023 at Marysville Raceway, including this Saturday kicking off the 2023 campaign. is going to be the Sherman Lorry Toller Memorial on Saturday, February 25th. It's Troy Henning next on Getting Up to Speed. Hello, I'm Ben Dethridge, and I'm the host of Getting Up to Speed. We talk to sprint car drivers from the Pacific Coast, whether they race in Oregon, Washington, California. If they run it, we're going to talk about it. Also branch out a little bit, as well as drivers that perhaps are from here that race elsewhere, or some drivers that come in and try and take some money from the West Coast. In these episodes, we talk about past experience, past seasons, as well as upcoming races, as well as how's the season going. We hope you enjoy these episodes. Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. It really helps us out. And stay tuned for more and more content. Now let's get into the interview. Well, he's the longtime voice of Marysville Raceway. It's Troy Hennig. Troy, great to have you back on here. And we're going to be talking 2023 Marysville Raceway. It's The season is on the doorstep, and you guys are the first round out of the chamber. Yeah, man, we always seem to be uh, the first ones out. It's uh, traditional to get the uh, uh, the taller memorial out kind of the first part of, uh, or excuse me, end part of February, but first race in Northern California. So as of now, it's scheduled for this Saturday. Um, the weather kind of goes back and forth on what it wants to do in NorCal. But right now, um, you know, all it, it seems like it's going to be a go. The good thing about Dennis Gage, our promoter at Marysville, is very rarely does he cancel. And uh, I know he'll have things ready to rock and roll when it comes to open the gate Saturday. Uh, 2023, just kind of looking at the overall schedule for 360 sprints at Marysville, right around 20 total shows. I know that there's a rain date like on March 18th if March 11th doesn't happen. But as far as point races, right about 18. So a good chunk of the schedule will be ran at Marysville Raceway. Looks like from February to um, August. Yeah, you know, it's always jam-packed in Marysville. Um, you know, it's a spot where it probably, in, in the whole scheme of things, Ben, it's not one of the top-tier destinations to end up at. But it's really funny because we have, top of my head, I'd say 12 uh, sprint car guys, 360s, that just go to Marysville and don't race anywhere else. It's kind of a weird spectrum there. So we have this built-in weekly crowd of, uh, of good, you know, sprint car drivers. And I have a lot of fun there. The reason I do is because um, you get to go there. It seems like things aren't as stressful or, or as um, antisocial as it might be at other, you know, racetracks where people are uptight and, you know, worried about um, not giving information to the next guy. Um, seems to be a real friendship there at Marysville. And I enjoy going there because I have a good time. There's a good crowd um, it's kind of our own little thing, right? We're off in the distance and you might see more information coming out of Placerville or ocean or Petaluma or silver dollar speedway. But, um, you've been to Marysville before, as you know, it's kind of, we like to call it a diamond in the rough, man. Uh, once you get there, you kind of enjoy the, what it offers. Um, and yeah, for, as far as wing 360 sprint car racing, you know, there's probably, uh, you and I could do the math, but it might be, we might have the most races this year at any track. I, I don't know that for sure, but I think Placerville would be close second for a weekly race. But, um, you know, anyways, it, it's good. And, you know, Dennis took that over a couple of years ago from Paul Haas, who uh, took it over from, you know, previous uh, track uh, lease rentals. Of course, the most predominant 
uh, Mel and Marlin Hall. So there's been a long, uh, great lineage of promoters there. And, and Dennis is the, the most recent one. And because of him, we're able to open up this weekend with the tribute to Sherman Laurie Toller, who uh, Dennis had a friendship with them going back to the 70s. So uh, it's kind of funny. Our, our racing kind of always comes full circle. It's even though we're, we're racing into the future, we always uh, remember the past. No doubt. And for folks that don't know, Sherman Laurie Toller, who exactly were they as far as Marysville Raceway is considered? Well, for a while, they were the heart and soul of Marysville Raceway. I mean, they weren't the promoters per se, but uh, they were weekly diehards when it came to fans. And then when it came to working for the racetrack, um, you know, Sherman Toller went from um, marketing sales, ticket salesman to the infield announcer in his tenure at Marysville Raceway and probably is more well known for being the infield announcer. And later in life, when his health wasn't the best, um, Sherm would drive up to um, crash sites in his truck and kind of motion the driver over to his driver's side door and do the interview while he was inside of his truck because <laughs> his health just didn't allow him to walk that far. Um, so you talk about a lifer and then, sure. uh, you know, Lori, uh, you know, kind of facilitated the family and sat with the daughters for many years. But when they got old enough to do their own thing, uh, Lori was introduced to scorekeeping. And this was before we had transponders uh, back in the day. So she did hand scoring and helped organize the lineup. And she did that for many years. And what I admire about her is even after we lost uh, Shermie, uh, he passed away. Um, Lori could have easily stepped away and she continued her love affair with racing and went to the weekly races. Uh, for many years after, you know, Sherman passed. So um, I, I want to say she was the scorekeeper there up until, uh, you know, she passed away. So both of them, long story short, lifelong dirt track fans, um, dedicated their lives. Uh, one quick tidbit about Sherm would be he had always emphasized to me how important it was for guys like you and me to get into the racing world at a young age because, we were the next generation that could, you know, work in it multiple years of you and I both have. And there wasn't uh, a lot of people that interested in doing what you and I do. Um, so he was always concerned that uh, the people, you know, guys always wanted to race or girls always wanted to race or work on the crew. And there was very hardly a streamline or a pipeline for upcoming announcers and people that wanted to be the infield interviewers. So anytime um, we talked, he was always, making sure that I was having fun, wanting to keep doing it, and then always keeping my eye out for the next uh, person in line. And, you know, while I'm talking about with you, maybe that's how I got my um, kind of gift to meet people and then get them in the booth and then, you know, kind of uh, get them the microphone and let them prosper and, and go on and do stuff. So, yeah, uh, Sherman's been a big influence in my life, known him forever. Uh, another tidbit about Sherman is uh, from the Grass Valley, California area majority of his life. And, um, my, my dad went to school with him in high school. So once again, the circle of life of racing is very odd. They weren't really into Absolutely. racing in high school, but they both, uh, ended up at Ernie Purcell speedway. My dad is a driver and him involved in the organization. And, and then he got to work with me, um, and told fond memories of work, you know, being alongside my dad and, um, you know, the stories go on and on, but, I I was very close to Sherm. Went to his funeral. Um, was was they were the family was kind enough to ask me to speak about him too. So I was able to get up and say some words about what Sherm meant to me and meant to the racing community. So this race means a big deal to me. 
Um, just once again, you know, the sidebar is we've got a little weird weather pattern in Northern California, as most of the country does. Uh, but hopefully we'll get through it and we'll be able to race this weekend. No doubt. Uh, looks like Memorial Day weekend, May 27th, Mel and Maryland Hall Memorial. That's a big race. That's, uh, you know, yep. not to take anything away from any other races at Marysville, but that one, uh, will bring the Sprint Car Challenge Tour in town and it's, uh, it's a big payday. Mm-hmm. And that's always a fun race to go to. Yeah, it's a great, uh, you know, tie in with Sherman Laurie because, you know, speaking of Grass Valley, you've got Mel and Marlin Hall. So, you know, it's kind of weird and funny that you think about uh, what we have at Marysville Raceway when you remember those two individual families. But, you know, Dennis Gage started off as the announcer at Ernie Purcell Speedway. My dad won a championship or no, two championships at Ernie Purcell. Um, you know, Mel and Marlin ran Ernie Purcell back in the day. Sherm worked at Ernie Purcell. So you've got these Grass Valley people yeah. from that old racetrack all have moved to uh, Marysville Raceway and to be able to celebrate the Tallers and then also the Halls. Um, you know, my correlation with that is is back in the day, uh, Mark Hall at times uh, would babysit me. And of course, Mark is the son to Mel and Marlin Hall, and he's a multi-time sprint car champion, and his son Carson Hall races now. So um, it's an honor to be involved in that event throughout the years to bring the Sprint Car Challenge Tour to Marysville. Uh, their one and only stop of the year is huge. It's traditionally a great car count and a great crowd because it is over the uh, Memorial Day weekend, as you mentioned. Um, and I would say that would be the pinnacle of, 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 of the biggest race Marysville host. We, we do some special events throughout the year also, but I mean, that would probably be, um, if you're looking at like a big race, that would be right there, probably the top one. We, we have other special events, but when it comes to getting the sprint car challenge tour there, you'll get some different fans that don't go to the weekly experience and, um, you know, being that, that special weekend or a holiday, a lot of people are free to come up and watch it. So yeah, I agree. I think that's a good one to pick out too. And once again, the tall, the, the tie in between the tallers and the halls is unmistakable. So that's kind of a cool tie in too, between those two families. And what's super cool is it's a chance, you know, you know, you mentioned at the top, you know, there's guys that just strictly stick to Marysville. They might go to another yeah. track or two, maybe one, it's, once or twice. Strange. But this is their, yeah. their chance, you know, a little home defense, <laughs> a home game for them. Ben, when you come down to Marysville, I want you to interview those guys, the Levels, the uh, yeah. um, uh, Harveys, and uh, the Dozers, and just yeah. ask them what it is about Marysville and, you know, yeah, the idea that they don't really travel a lot. They do some, like you said, Corey Level mm-hmm. ran a, a couple races in Chico, and uh, some of our guys branch out, but it's really – so we have this really uh, weird dynamic at Marysville. We have a ton of young go-kart kids that kind of go there to get their start because you can run there weekly. Mm-hmm. And then we have these grizzled five-time track champion, Corey level, Colby Weiss, uh, the winningest driver, uh, sprint car wise at Marysville, Pat Harvey in his mid seventies. Yeah. You see Jim Richardson's car there a lot, even though he's, re- he's retired from the racing seat. So we have uh, all this, we have the young crowd, we have the older crowd. And then last year, it was neat to see a guy from Sacramento, Bobby Butler, mm-hmm. um, thrive at Marysville. And, and he didn't get a lot of wins and all this ac- uh, you know, accolades, but uh, he brought a level of professionalism and uh, intensity and excitement week in and week out that we had had for a while. 
And uh, it was neat to see him there. And, and I don't think he's going to try to repeat as a champion this year, but he did reach out to me on Facebook. And uh, I do know he's going to be there this weekend. And then, of course, um, getting back to the taller, uh, Andy Forsberg is probably, you know, our biggest draw when it comes to Northern California. I mean, in my opinion, and he's a three-time champion of the taller in the 14 previous races. And yeah. he did win the event last year. Um, and it's weird, you know, I'll throw it back to you, you know, back in the day before social media and, and, and the access to all these drivers, one of my, like a lot of my press releases were, were big, like who is going to be there. Sure. And even though we didn't really know we would get an idea, you'd look at like, if Nart came to town, I'd look at the top 10 of points and it was pretty easy. But, uh, and then if I did Chico, it'd be, I'd look at our top 10 and say more than likely these guys will be there. But now um, I don't think that's as big of a deal as it used to be because you could literally go to anyone's Facebook and they're like, hey, I'm getting the car ready for this weekend. So yeah. what I do is I kind of focus on more of um, the, the guys that uh, have past accolades. So like a Forsberg, you know, he's a three-time champion. Mm -hmm. um, Bobby Butler's last year's defending champion. So I kind of key on those guys more than a lot anymore. Um but, uh, you know, so what I'm getting at is I don't really know all the guys that are going to be there, but I did do some research. And last year we had 24 sprint cars. In 2021, we had 24. In 2019, I think we had 34. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it'd be safe to say if you're a big wing sprint car fan, you know, we're going to get anywhere from 24 to 34 cars on Saturday. And to get a race in February, um, you know, whether you like Marysville or not, um, it's a great place to end up because you will get the, the smell of methanol and yeah. you'll see the sights and sounds and, and uh, it's a great little quarter mile action track. And, and dude, on top of that, we'll have the crate wings and we'll have the wingless spec sprint cars there. So if you like open wheel, uh, sure. this Saturday is the place to be all sprint car card. Yeah. And I think, you know, Sherman, uh, Lori enjoyed all facets of racing as you and I, we all do. But they're, I mean, they're passionate with sprint car racing. They would load up the girls, Cherie and Kaylee, every summer, and they'd head to Skagit for the Dirt Cup. You know, yeah. that was their one of their family trips. So, and of course, that's a wing sprint car race. So that was their, you know, bread and butter. But uh, we enjoyed everything about, you know, the dirt track. It was just that's what they knew the best. And same with me, man. I grew up as a sprint car guy. So uh, some of my shortcomings are I don't know the ins and outs of the history of the, 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 the street stocks and the sport mods and mm -hmm. late models. Um, and I do my best at times and, uh, but that's what it is. That's, that's just who I am. Uh, if I look at results, man, I'm seeing what the world of outlaws did. I'm checking out, you know, all stars, the, sure. um, four ten sprint cars and SCCT and NARC. And uh, I'm not really worried about who won the late model stuff. Cause I just didn't grow up in that uh, realm. But, yeah. um, with that said, it's cool to have uh crate sprints and wingless there and, and then the wing sprint cars and, you know, Dennis does a great job all throughout the season. If you look at the schedule, there's multiple, you know, we do everything from a lot of dwarf cars to late model racing to uh, vintage um, uh, hot rods. I think twice a year come in now. Um, at the end of the year, he does a great race called the Taxi Cab Open, which is stock car based. And then we end the year on the Sprint Car Spectacular, which is open wheel based. Um, and in between, you know, there and there, they've got the Dwarf Car Nationals in September, which is kind of his gold cup for the Dwarf Car Nationals, a three-day event. Um, it's a really engrossing schedule. It, it's a vast schedule from February to end of October. Um, not many tracks anymore. In fact, none go that early and then that late um, in our area. So I guess that's cool. You know, Marysville could say, 
you know, we start the first and we probably end the latest. Uh, yeah. Stockton does have a November championship race, but it's not a weekly track. It's just a um, special events track. So, yeah. Well, and um, one other fall special that you guys yeah. have for 360 Sprints, Gold Fever Sprint Spectacular on September 30th. That's kind of when things start to yeah, it's a new one and, and intensify a little bit. Well, you tell me what's going on there because that's a new event, man. Um, it's cool. I What had happened was what I think happened uh, without talking to Dennis, but we uh, hit up Dennis Gage at SLC Promotions and said, hey, we want to move our fall nationals back to – uh, the first weekend in October and Peter Murphy in Hanford, we reached out to him and he agreed to switch a date in Hanford with us. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to run now at the end of September, which kind of left that date open in Northern California. So um, Dennis really didn't say much to me about it. I did see it on our schedule. Um, and I'm going to be, I'm going to have to make some inquiries when I get down there Saturday, you know, what's going on in that race? What's yeah. your goal? Um, cause it's, it's literally a brand new name. Um, of course we do the end of the year, um, gold fever taxi cab open, but this is going to be something new for the sprint cars. So you and me both, man, I'll be looking forward to that one. I, I don't know. Um, you got the schedule right in front of you is I'm sure it's wing three sixties. I don't know what else is there that night in uh, September. Yeah. September 30th, the gold fever yeah. sprint spectacular. That's all I got. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. okay. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's on our website uh, somewhere, but yeah, I read that too. And I'm like, what is going on? But then I realized, oh, okay. So usually the fall nationals is that weekend in mm -hmm. Chico. We moved off that weekend and um, I guess Dennis slid right in there, man. Yeah. And I was going <laughs> to like, He's like, hold my beer for a second. I'm going to take that date. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to let fans know and tuning in that want to see the full schedule, yeah. marysvilleraceway.com. And yeah. when you click schedule, hit printable schedule because i noticed like it only went to july 8th for some reason but printable schedule i know why i got PDF. answers for you man okay. i right. got all kinds of answers so uh jessica gage his daughter uh dennis's daughter does the weekly events calendar okay and uh bless her heart she got to that july spot and uh life got crazy and she had to go do something and she okay. said i've never got back to it so um, it will be updated, um, and, and it will, but yeah, but obviously you click the print schedule. You're right. Uh, that would give you the full details. Um, and then, uh, man, what a season we have ahead of us. And, um, it's interesting. I always think about in February, I'm sure you too. I'm like, wow, you got a long season ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be sitting in the damn booth at like the, the, uh, sprint car spectacular going, God, it's over. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and while at times it's a grind, and then at times I'm like forecasting, oh, this is going to be a long year. Mm -hmm. I get to those moments in life and I'm like, wow, that went by fast. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so it will be something. You and I might talk in October and I'll be going, yeah, man, we had that conversation about how much racing we had ahead of us. And now we're coming yeah. to the end again already. Yeah, wasn't that two, <laughs> two months ago that we were talking about? That? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, man. It's crazy uh, how it goes. And um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we uh, We just keep watching the weather and uh, for the fans listening about Marysville, the positive thing is uh, it's kind of a hard rock, uh, gravelly area in the pit area. And, you know, those don't really get affected by a lot of rain. Um, and then our infield gets a little bit like a lake inside of it, but that doesn't um, really affect the track. So it's a unique uh, facility where even if it's raining up until the event, or even projected some rain during the event, Dennis still goes for it. 
just because of the surroundings are more conducive uh, to the to the bad weather than other racetracks. Well, it really looking forward to it. And for folks that want to see the latest news, the you know any yeah. schedule updates, what are the best places on the internet or on social media to check things out at Troy? Well, I bet you know the MarysvilleRaceway.com is first and foremost, but we do a good job of keeping our Facebook updated very quickly. Um, don't really have a Twitter, Instagram presence right now. I haven't had that for years at Marysville. So yeah, the two best things are our website or Facebook. Um, and you can interact with us on Facebook, leave us a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to it and hopefully make a couple trips to Marysville this year. Yeah, we need you down there a couple of times and, uh, for sure there and, you know, get you to Chico's we talked about and, in other good places down here. And I know you have a busy schedule yourself, but we'll try to, um, we'll try to make it happen, man. In between your trips to Skagit and Hanford and, uh, everything that you do, brother. Awesome. Well, great talking to you, Troy and good luck this weekend. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Appreciate you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this latest episode of getting up to speed with me, Ben Dethridge. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope also that you hit the subscribe button and the like button as that really helps things out, spreads things out. Be sure and share as well on social media so that more people can listen to these great interviews and from these great drivers. Getting Up to Speed is a production of High Side Racing Promotions. For more information, you can check it all out on Facebook at High Side Promotions.